0: Hello, and welcome to Moviology. I am your host, Syleast, and I am thrilled and excited to be here with you today talking about this extremely important topic of black talent in the industry, even though the circumstances surrounding this recording are anything but ideal. I have really struggled a lot with what to do, and I think a lot of people have, have felt in a similar way. But bottom line is, Everything going on with George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and the countless black people, African Americans, black people in Africa, I mean, just all over the world, globally, the racism, prejudice, discrimination, and horrific violence that black people have faced for hundreds of years, and that continues to be an ongoing problem, is heartbreaking, devastating, and is not a trend or a bandwagon that one simply needs to jump on. This is a systemic issue that covers many different fields in our world and society today, ranging from social issues, governmental issues, and even more global far-reaching ramifications. I am not claiming to be the perfect spokesperson on this as a white person. I am simply trying to do what I can to, to speak up and do my part. But I'm in no way saying that I hold any um, answers or solutions. And that's been my main thing in trying to figure out the best thing that I can do. Is I am such, and I felt this way long before all of this has come to light. But I, um, with George Floyd, not racism coming to light. I mean, that's been a thing forever and people have known that. Some people just turn a blind eye to it. Way before that, I have always felt like, It's not right for me to speak for anybody that's had experiences that I haven't had because I can't speak to those experiences. What I can do is use my platform and whatever privileges I've been given to try and elevate those marginalized voices and to lift them up alongside me. I think this is a good step and this is something active that I feel I can do that's in my wheelhouse that I am somewhat knowledgeable about That is trying to elevate black talent in the industry and uphold them and try and give them a, a bigger audience and for more people to listen to their stories and the art that they have curated and put out for audiences to enjoy. So that's, that's my hope with this podcast today. I think that movies are such a vehicle for empathy, and when they're done correctly, they can touch people and help people step into the shoes of others. For a brief moment, and they can convey themes and the, and realities of the world that some people simply can never understand. And I know that many of the movies that I'm about and, and TV shows to be uh, movies and TV that I'm about to share with you have done that for me. They have educated me, given me much more of a understanding for experiences that I've never had they have broadened my reach for empathy and understanding. And I hope that those pieces of art that have been made can help do that for you as well. So that's my hope here today. I am committed. When I started this podcast way, way long ago, I knew that I always wanted to represent a lot of different voices. And that extends beyond just the Black Lives Matter movement and uh, highlighting black talent, which is extremely important. But for me, in terms of this podcast, I want to extend that also to the LGBT community, to the Asian community, the Latino community. Because art is not made for one person or one type of person. Art is made for everyone. Art is made to communicate one's experiences unfiltered, unbridled. And what a gift that we can look at the works of others and step into their minds for a little bit to to see their thought process, their creativity, their imagination. What a gift that is for us. So if I ever said, well, This is, you know, this I just don't understand it, so I don't really watch those kinds of movies. Shame on me. And I would be really missing out on beautiful works of art that I could be enjoying and learning from and empathizing with. So I would really challenge everyone out there to, to have that same mindset because man when you broaden your horizons now do you have to agree with everything that you read or you listen to or you watch absolutely not we're all going to have our different opinions and mindsets but to be able to step down from your pedestal to enjoy what other people have created and to to see what they have to say about the world and their surrounding is so powerful so I really hope that I can do that today. I hope you'll take heed of these recommendations. And going forward, this is not gonna be just a one podcast and I've checked a box and I'm done. That's what bothers me with these social media posts. I have not been super active on social media. That's been very purposeful. So many of those people that I've seen posting, they're just jumping on a bandwagon. I know it, it's, it's a fad for them. It's not gonna do anything. And it's important to raise awareness, and that's great, but what's the motivation behind that? Are you really trying to raise awareness, or are you simply trying to jump on a trend? So I only want to do something that I know is rooted in the right motivation with the right intent and purpose that's really trying to make an active difference beyond posting a picture of a black square on Instagram. That uh, also extends to, like I said, those other marginalized communities that I wanna try and give a platform to on this podcast. And I will be talking about all different kinds of films and I really hope and pray that you will join me in that. For today, we are gonna be highlighting black storytellers and black talent in the industry. And I'm so happy to be doing this, but I'm going to try and keep doing it in the future, as I will for all of these other voices who I want to try and lift up with the platform that I have. So thank you for joining in today. I'm going to stop rambling and getting into the the meat of what I want to say. Before I get into my recommendations, I want to first talk a little bit about... The difference between good representation in the industry and bad representation because, oh yes, there is bad representation and I'm going to explain to you the difference. If I, as a white man, if I was a screenwriter, if I tried to write a lot of black characters into my screenwriting. Now, we, we're we all human. We all have commonalities, of course. You know, I'm not trying to say that we're all inherently different in that way. But our experiences do shape us and I can't write experiences that I don't know as authentically as someone that has had those experiences. Good representation is if you have a film featuring a predominantly Black cast, or, you know, this could extend to any different community, but I'm just using the Black community today. If you have a, a film that's represented by a lot of African American people in front of it, in front of the camera, or it's telling a story about slavery or racial prejudice or anything like that, if you have a white director, a white screenwriter, a, a all white producers, a white cinematographer, there is a good chance that that story is not going to be done with the same authenticity as it would be done with a black writer, director, producer, fill in the blank. And I think a lot of times what can happen is if you do have predominantly white people telling a predominantly black story, then that can also start to become tokenism within the movie studio it, uh, looking at the bigger picture, because unfortunately, what sometimes people will do is say, well, we just want to seem like a good, diverse studio who's doing lots of good things, so we're just going to put some people in this film and, and it won't matter and we'll just kind of throw them in and it'll be fine. That, to me, is offensive to everyone involved. It's, you know, if, if you do that with uh, black characters, Asian characters, um, Mexican characters, LGBT characters, whatever, it simply reduces them to tokens rather than having a, their full three-dimensional lives brought to screen, which everyone has a three-dimensional life. And, and so I hate to see that. It's, it's just not good representation. It's not representing the people that are at the forefront of the narrative. Uh, or my go-to, number one, is Green Book. Oh god. I y'all will hear me complain about this. It's just it's such a bad Best Picture winner. It's it's the story about a friendship that's supposedly based in real life but it was was it? I don't know, there's still debate there. Uh, between this incredibly um talented African-American musician and his white driver who drove him through a musical tour down south. The film was written by two white guys who were the family who were family members of the white man in the story and the director was white and he had done dumb and dumber and Octavia Spencer was a producer on it, but I don't think she really had a big hand on the steering wheel for that, for that movie, but it was a predominantly white production where they made jokes about the black man at the center of the film, not having never tried fried chicken. I promise y'all I'm not making this up. There was a big joke in the movie about how this, oh, this black guy's never tried fried chicken. And I, ugh, literally it pains me to even say those words because that is racist. And the fact that that made it into a movie number one is incredibly jarring. The fact that that movie went on to win the Oscar for best screenplay and best picture, unbelievable. Thinkable to me, and it's really inexcusable. Ideally, I I really think that the Academy should rebuke that choice and should take away their Oscars because it is so clearly racist, and that things are like things like that are woven throughout that script. So it is not good representation, in my opinion. It does not do justice to Don Shirley, the black man at the center of the film. His family was never involved in, in the production, they were never asked anything about him, they ended up speaking out against the film, saying that their friendship was highly fabricated and that they did not feel the film had done justice to his memory. It's so problematic. And yet, just a year ago, this film was lauded and won the biggest prize in cinema. What? Uh, So that is what I mean when I say bad representation. And I think the next step that I would encourage people to do is do that extra research before you watch a movie and really do the digging there. Another thing I really quickly want to touch on is there was a a movie recently about Harriet Tubman starring Cynthia Erivo, and it did have a black female director, which is great. So you can tell that the primary person behind the camera, it's a very personal subject for her and she can empathize with some of those experiences and the racial prejudice. So that's great. But uh, when, Cynthia Erivo, who played Harriet Tubman, got an Oscar nomination. She was the only African-American woman nominated in any of the big categories. And the problem with that is some people complained and then some people said, well, what do you mean she gave a good performance? I want to explain where some of that criticism was coming from. There tends to be within the elite level of cinema in terms of competitive you know, competing for awards. There tends to be a notion that the only times that African American people really get a predominant shout out are when they're portraying slaves or in a movie where one of the big themes is discrimination and prejudice. All people are three dimensional and that includes the black community. So to reduce the black community down to these stories that solely focus on the discrimination and the prejudice they faced, is very offensive and just stereotyping entire culture and saying that almost prioritizing stories in which they're suffering and in pain over stories in which they're triumphant and where they make bold choices and they have complex three-dimensional interior lives. So, I mean, of course, Harriet Tubman's a very revolutionary figure and it was, you know, right that she got her moment in the sun and, and got this adaptation that reflected her incredible achievements. But you also don't want to solely be focusing on movies in which black people are in pain or suffering. So just be wary of that too. Don't just simply watch movies that are about slaves because you're really not you're not doing as much as you think you're doing. So that's my spiel. I hope that gives you some bigger insight into the movie industry and how they have seen black culture and... How that's been kind of skewed in some maladaptive ways that have hindered more overarching progress. But they do exist. Incredible films made by black storytellers telling black stories. They do exist. And I pray that as a result of all this, those voices and that those works will only be more amplified from here on out. Because they're so amazing. And I just really hope that you will take a look at some of these. So... I have to be selfish and start with my personal favorite, which is Barry Jenkins' Moonlight. This is my favorite of the ones that I'm going to be talking about. It's written and directed by Barry Jenkins. It infamously won Best Picture after the whole La La Land debacle. And I've had a very complicated relationship with this movie. I'm going to actually do a whole podcast about this because I owe it to Moonlight to do that. So I will be doing that at a later date. But Moonlight's an incredible movie and I've jokingly referred to it as empathy colon the movie because it really is a beautiful, haunting, just moving gut-wrenching depiction of this beautifully sensitive, compassionate little boy growing up in an area that he feels so disconnected from. And it takes place in Miami. It's a contemporary story. The the entire cast is African-American. The performances are otherworldly. The script is beautiful and so well done and authentic and real this is a human story I don't that's that is Barry Jenkins quote so I'm not trying to take ownership of it but that's what he says and it's completely right is it's a deeply human story from what I've read from black film critics and from people in the black community that have watched it I have only heard that it's been a wonderful representation of their community. And I found it extremely moving and raw from my, you know, white privileged lens. It really helped break down and not break down. It helped shatter some of the really prevalent stereotypes of the African-American community. And it does it with such depth, honesty, beauty, and grace that it's truly something that Everyone can relate to. And the story centering on the main boy, Chiron. It shows him as a boy, a teenager, and a man. It takes you on this journey where it's at times buoyant and life-affirming. And then also devastating in equal measures. And the ending is just a truly gorgeous way to wrap up this movie. Could not recommend it enough. It's currently on Netflix right now iTunes and all those platforms, but it's on Netflix right now, and I really recommend that you watch it. It is just so important. cannot recommend it enough. Okay, Jordan Peele's horror movies I'm obsessed with as well. (laughs) Us in particular is amazing, and Get Out is really amazing in terms of its balancing act of horror and thriller and entertainment with also these big themes of social justice and racism. But Jordan Peele did something really revolutionary that he doesn't get a ton of—well, he gets a lot of credit in— for making great movies, but I really want to stress to everyone listening that black characters in horror films still are, honestly, but were notorious for being the first people to get killed off. They'd be advertised in the marketing, they would try and draw in the black audiences, and then he'd get killed off, or she would get killed off, and that's just terrible because, you know. Everyone should be able to be the hero at the end of the movie. And so what Jordan Peele has done in really revitalizing the horror genre and bringing a smart, sophisticated, social narrative to those films is that he's allowed the community who has usually been so discarded by this entire genre of films and he's brought them to the forefront and said, no, they're going to be the heroes of this story. And it's so powerful, even, I mean, I can't imagine uh, for the African-American communities watching it, but I know for me, in, in knowing the history behind the uh, black characters in the horror genre, I was so moved and just wanted to do a fist pump <laughs> at the end of Us in particular, because that was the one I saw on IMAX, and it was like full packed crowd, and everyone was there, and it was just, yes, you know, it was so cool to see Uh, this family that's just like any other family get this chance to shine in a way that horror movies have rarely let them do. So love Jordan Peele. He's doing incredible work. His movies, I mean, every frame of those movies is purposeful and so important and detailed and specific and are so good. So please watch Jordan Peele's horror movies, Get Out and Us. But The Hate You Give probably is the most topical, important movie that I'm going to mention. About police brutality, starring a phenomenal performance by Amanda Stenberg, who was Rue in the Hunger Games. That's where most people know her. But she's emerging as a wonderful talent in her own right. And this movie is definitely makes you think it's very challenging, it's well written, uh, great ending. It's just really, really good. And I think it was done, it's based on a book of the same name. But I think, once again, it's predominantly made with black talent behind the camera and in front of the camera, and it tells a story that I could never tell. It tells a story with authenticity and a lens that I could never have, and that's the beauty of diverse storytelling and these filmmakers bringing those stories to life is it does it with an authenticity that white people could never do. So I think that's a really important movie to partake in and sit with. It's a tough watch, but it's, necessar- it's necessarily tough, and it needs to be tough to watch, and it needs to leave you with things to talk about and with questions to grapple with. So the hate you give is extremely important. I'd say necessary viewing during this time, absolutely. Then I got some suggestions from some uh, of my followers on Instagram, and I want to share those as well. Uh, Some people said Moonlight. Some people said the Jordan Peele movies, which made me really happy. But also, these are some that I got as well. Dear White People on Netflix. It's a television show. Um, I definitely need to check that out. I have not had the privilege of seeing that yet, but I definitely will be checking that out on Netflix. And then some other ones as well, When They See Us, which is also on Netflix. Uh, That was a big awards juggernaut last year. Um, So very, very good. 13th, which is a movie on Netflix that came out in 2016. Selma, which is another movie that is um, available right now. And that focuses on Martin Luther King Jr. and has a stacked cast. David Yellowo portrays Martin Luther King Jr. and a, a really important movie, of course, with these times. And then lastly, American Son and Just Mercy. Just Mercy is, I know, free to rent right now on iTunes. You can rent it for free. Luckily, iTunes is woke and getting with it, and they have allowed uh, select movies to be shown for free uh, through their rental period on iTunes. And Harriet is also available on iTunes. I do not believe that it's on any streaming services, but definitely worth checking out if you want to rent that once again. Um, Some people have said it's a little bit of your standard biopic, but... um, Definitely a great performance by Cynthia Erivo and directed by an African-American woman, which is always great because women directors are so needed in the industry right now. And so especially for the studio to tap her to do that, I think is really, really great. So those are some other recommendations. And, you know, if you have any More that you have found moving to you, please let me know. Direct message me on Instagram, Twitter, handle is Sile C Y L E I S T. I'm always down to get more entertainment to be knowledgeable about and to listen and learn to. But those are some of my favorites, and then combined with some of your suggestions. But please stay safe out there. Please be smart. Please speak up for those who do not have the platform or the privilege that you do. This is by no means, you know, a perfect mic drop statement. Oh, I've done my due diligence. I'm done now. Absolutely. This is absolutely not. This is going to be something that will continue well into the future. And I hope that I can continue bringing diverse and inclusive storytelling to the forefront of um, all of my podcast episodes. So I thank you so much for listening. Please be kind out there. Consider it. Please just do what you know is right. And please check out some of these movies. Learn. Listen. I know that all of... Uh, these pieces that I have recommended personally for me that I've so enjoyed that have really spoken to me and I, I feel confident that they will do that for you. So thank you so much. Black Lives Matter. I hear you. I see you. I support you and I stand in solidarity with you. Thanks and I'll see you in the next one.